Welcome to the Parentline Podcast, where we discuss the joys and challenges of modern parenting and explore how we as parents can give our children the best start in life. Hello and welcome to another podcast from Parentline NI. Um, Today I am pleased to welcome Lindsay Robinson. Lindsay is a blogger, writer and speaker. So welcome along, Lindsay. Thank you. Uh, Lovely to have you here. Um, So today's topic is about maternal mental health. Can you maybe first of all tell us a little bit about yourself and also what the topic is? Um, Okay, well, I'm Lindsay, as you said. Um, I am mum to Ruben, um, who is six and he's in P2. Oh, lovely. Uh, Yes, and we live here in in Belfast. Um, I am a major American country music fan. Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) You had all that. Um, And I I love watching Netflix. The Crown, I've just finished that. I don't know if you've watched that series. Um, Or Madam Secretary. Oh, I love Madam Secretary. Yes, Um, we're watching that one at a time, so we don't rush through them all. Um, And I am the founder of a movement called Have You Seen That Girl? Mm -hmm. Um, Which is all about maternal mental health, which is what we're talking about here today. Okay. And and when you say maternal mental health, what what does that mean? Um, I suppose the term you might hear when we talk about maternal mental health is perinatal mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really focuses on um, the time of conception up until about a year after birth. Okay. Um, so antenatally when you're pregnant and then postnatally up until um, the baby is one. But I guess maternal mental health covers all mums at yeah. all ages um, and all stages. And the realisation that while many mums might struggle antenatally or postnatally, actually mums can struggle in any season actually with um, their mental health and well-being mm-hmm. and that real encouragement to one look after it but also feel free to talk about it and to get help and support when you need it yeah and w- what are the symptoms of internal um, mental health issues i suppose we kind of use that as a, a catch-all term and there's a number of issues or illnesses or, or conditions that can come into that so okay. um, maternal depression mm-hmm. or anxiety um, issues with birth trauma or particular right, um, stresses or strains that have happened around giving birth and um, maternal ocd um, or something called perinatal or purple psychosis um, mm-hmm. which is a very serious psychiatric illness that um, can come on very quickly after a mum gives birth and needs um, inpatient mm-hmm. um, care um, but w- with all those I suppose without generalising too much um, it's feeling um, very depressed or weepy or sad for a mm-hmm. prolonged period of time um, perhaps feeling very irritable or angry mm-hmm. um, overly tired or un- unable to enjoy life as you have before um, perhaps feeling very negative or guilty about yourself or maybe about how you feel about your baby yeah. Um feeling unable to cope or maybe that feeling of just lost your confidence lost you in the midst of it all and avoiding or feeling very hopeless in social situations or settings Mm -hmm. um, and perhaps feeling very anxious and I think um, those of us who are parents will realise that um, every parent worries yeah, at some point um, and I don't think that matters what age um, your child is you, mm-hmm. we, we worry about them but by this we mean anxiety that is overwhelming or controlling or mm-hmm. completely takes over your day to day life for, or your week to week life um, and for some for some mums it can be um, finding themselves in a really dark and hopeless place as well so I guess it depends um, 
on the level of severity of, yeah. of how you're struggling or when you're struggling and perhaps whether it is more focused on the depression end or mm-hmm. anxiety or maybe something as we've said to do with birth or birth trauma. Yeah so I guess it, it can be so it's as individual as the, the person experiencing it, is, it then? Yes. So some of those are co- maybe common symptoms yeah. and they can overlap obviously but it is it is very very much an, um, an individual issue yeah. um, and the symptoms can vary but those are I suppose some things um, to look out for and to be aware of yeah. particularly if um, you're pregnant or a new mum or if you're a mum or dad yeah. at any stage yeah. of your parenting journey. So how would it be detected then you know if if mummy um, is feeling all these kinds of things um, especially in the the early stages of, of giving birth Earth. How is it ever detected by health professionals? Um, well, I suppose antenatally, um, it could be detected by a midwife or a GP, depending on okay. what care you're in. And antenatally, um, all mums should be asked about their mental health and well-being and how they're they're feeling at the, the midwife checks that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are an opportunity, obviously, if mum feels that she can, then to share. Um, and again, that's the same postnatally. So okay. um, midwives, particularly in those first few hours or first few days after birth, mm-hmm. should be looking and are looking in many cases just to support mum if that's what they need. Um, health visitors as well who do that prolonged visiting after the first few weeks Mm -hmm. Um, or again a GP if a mum is back and forth with any other sort of postnatal issues Um, and generally that it could be via a questionnaire so um, you may have seen those questionnaires that they ask about how you're feeling and have you felt this way and when did you feel that way Um, but I'd say those probably aren't the most important thing it's um, about checking in with mum um, have you had any noticeable changes in mood or just in your general well-being that you didn't have before you became a mum um, often mums will know themselves maybe that something isn't quite right yeah. or they're maybe just not feeling as they have before or it could be a partner mm-hmm. um, or a friend or family member who just has noticed a, a change in yeah. how mum reacts or her mood or just her general well-being yeah, those questionnaires and, and health professionals asking about how your mental health is. I mean, when I was looking at your blog, it was only then that I realised that I had been having issues when my son, my first son was born. Um, there, there seems to be a lot of stigma. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, when you're a, when you become a mum, you think, I need to be able to cope Absolutely. with everything that comes along with that. You know, we've made the decision to have a mm-hmm. baby and stuff. I'm responsible for for this new life. So to admit that there is an issue, I think, would be very hard for, for people um, to do. Would you say that's the case? Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, I think generally we've worked really hard to try and to work on some of the stigma and the shame that surrounds all sort of mental health issues. But um, while that is improving, I think particularly for mums and parents, because there's a baby involved, and I suppose because of some of those expectations that we have about motherhood or parenthood and how lovely and romantic and exciting and wonderful it is that we see in magazines and in the media, and, and therefore we have this expectation of how we should respond and how we will respond. And I also think, as women, we're generally very hard on ourselves. I, I would agree, yes. Um, and we don't give ourselves a break. And then so toss becoming a new mum into the mix as well and a little baby who is completely dependent on you and straight away you have that mum guilt yes. that I think we all experience 
no matter what age we are mm-hmm. or when we parent and um, that feeling of I have to get it right I should get it right I can't get it wrong oh I've got it wrong um, and I think all of that in the mix just means that as mums it can be really hard to to admit to ourselves and to somebody else that we're struggling um, and often as well as mums we're very busy and we don't yeah. always have time mm-hmm. to think about me because particularly in those first few weeks and months our attention is rightly focused at times on the little one and even getting time to think about feeding ourselves dressing ourselves brushing yeah. our hair mm-hmm. um, can yeah. be hard um, and actually I would hear from many mums as well that they would worry about maybe their baby being taken away yeah. if they share that they're struggling and I just really want to say that that is not the case you know that is not what a midwife or a health visitor or a GP is there for they're there to help and support the mum mm-hmm. but that's definitely a fear that I would hear from lots of mums when they worry about saying that they struggle or worrying about what people will think about them as a mum or a person. Yeah. Um, so Lindsay can you tell me what actually causes maternal mental health issues? I think it's fair to say we don't know that there is one particular cause for it and we can't be exactly sure of why some mums struggle and and maybe others don't. And perhaps sometimes it can be those who have a history of um, mental health issues but for many this is the first time they struggle when they become a mum or a parent and um, it might be as we've said because of issues with the birth or with pregnancy it could be because of life changes or mm-hmm. or new expectations and um, but I think the really important thing to say is there is no blame and no shame if you do struggle and um, because research shows that about 15 to 20 percent of mums struggle and about 10 percent of dads so mm-hmm. actually it's quite common And so while we don't know the cause of it, we know that many people do struggle. And actually, if you do, it's not your fault. It's not something you've done wrong. And the most important thing is that you get help and support to get better. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is so true. Mm -hmm. And I think um, being able to, to share your story with people will hopefully encourage others to Absolutely. to come forward and share their story and also know that it's it's not their fault. Absolutely. It's not yeah. their fault. So Lindsay, can you tell me about what help is available mm-hmm. for parents? Obviously we've got parent line. Mm-hmm. Um any mother um or any parent can mm-hmm. call for help, advice or guidance. Um so what other options would there be? Um well I think it depends as we've talked about it how, how it is a mum's feeling. But um so there is a lot of online help nowadays actually mm-hmm. in online support groups and um, which actually work very well in the first instance for mm-hmm. for mums because you can join those and be a bit anonymous yeah and you can kind of look and see what somebody else is sharing and you yeah. don't have to share anything of your own until mm-hmm. you're you're ready and sometimes just hearing some of your own thoughts reflected back to you by another yeah. person is mm-hmm. really encouraging really helpful and it's kind of that light bulb it's not just me yes yeah um so i, I think those are really good and mm-hmm. um, we also have a number particularly in the last years of in-person support groups okay. for parents particularly here in northern ireland that that are all over the country um and those are great as well because again it's going along you don't have to say anything but you can it's mm-hmm. even just being able to see other people parent and mm-hmm. realize i'm not the only one who feels yeah. like that or i'm not the only one who does that or your baby does that too so <laughs> <that's mine." laughs> um so i think those are are particularly good or even joining um, something a bit more general, like a baby massage group. So okay. it's not particularly focused on mental health, yeah. which again might be something that's harder to go along to, but something where there again there are other mums and babies about. Mm-hmm. Um, I know mums who find just friendship and encouragement in that. And quite often people who run those sorts of groups are well trained in mm-hmm. supporting mum's mental health as much as the mm-hmm. activity that they're there to run. And then I suppose I would say... Um, 
for mums who really are struggling, it's really important to um, talk to somebody. So it's important okay. to talk to either your midwife mm-hmm. in those early days or your health visitor, if the health visitor is still visiting, or to go and see a GP or somebody that you trust as a, yeah. a medical professional. Um, because often they can refer for counselling or, or CBT or some sort of talking therapy. Okay. And for some parents, it might look like some medication. And that's been yeah. my, my story. So that, that would be the treatment options? Then, yes, that would be, yeah. Those are some of the, the help, I guess, that's available in the community and then some of the treatment options that are available. And again, for those treatment options, it would be a healthcare professional who would um, work that through with mum and make a plan and yeah. and see what would best suit in that vision uh, needs. So, so your journey has been one of that, that you have gone down the... <coughs> the medication route? Yeah so I was diagnosed when our little boy was two mm-hmm. um, and I had been very ill for for those first two years and um, found myself in a really dark and, and desperate place um, but it was medication that I really needed in the first instance to mm-hmm. just help me be able to get back to life again really. Yeah. Um, but all, all of those other things then that I've shared, the online support, the peer support, the connecting in with other mums, those were a really important um, part of my recovery as well. Mm-hmm. Um, finding other people saying the things that I thought I could never share with anybody else or those thoughts that repeat over in your head and actually hearing somebody reflect back and say yeah me too Um, just was really um, encouraging and part of my healing and recovery so I think there's not one size fits all um, for help or support or for treatment it really is based on mum and family situation and what it is that she feels she needs what it is a healthcare professional might think um, that she needs um, but I suppose the most important thing to do is t- to ask for help in whatever shape or form it is yeah. that's right for you um, that, That's a lovely term that you use healing and recovery mm. um, is that uh, something that you know you're actually on a journey mm. all the time that you're continually trying to improve uh, your mental health? Yeah, so I have found that since I was particularly unwell for those first two years, I have to look after my mental health in mm-hmm. ways that I didn't even think of before. Yeah. And that was has been a learning curve for me, yeah. really, um, to, as you say, this is a journey. It's not a tick. I'm yeah. recovered. Let's leave that behind. Mm-hmm. As much and all as I think most of us would love that to be the yeah. case. Mm-hmm. And we love it to be done and dusted. That's just not how it is. And so at the minute I am going through a season where I'm having to take extra care mm-hmm. of my mental health. And I've had to make the decision to go back onto medication again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that hasn't been particularly easy because, like I say, we love to imagine that it's done and dusted and everything's sorted. But actually, as I've done that and I've stepped back and thought about it, I've realised that actually this is life. Um, And being a parent, being a person, being a human being isn't always easy. And we all go through seasons of difficulty and struggle. And the most important thing in those seasons is to get help and support. Yeah. I mean, I I have seen um, you you share your journey on um, social media and stuff. And, you know, how do you feel sharing (laughs) that? You know, which which it's a very personal story that um i suppose up until recently a lot of what i had been talking about was very previous yes. so my little boy is six now and i talk about the season when he was one and two and when i was pregnant and so it was has always been with hindsight almost and while that in this in a way has been very hard at times to dip back into it it's the past and um, so more recently i have obviously been sharing about the present day and i found that really hard and i wasn't expecting it in mm-hmm. fact um, as i wrote a few of the posts to share um, i had them sitting for a couple of days and i went to hit publish a number of times and i just couldn't do it and i mm-hmm. walked away 
and that was a very new feeling for me because I have been so open. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was because at the minute it's very current. Um, and so it did take quite a lot of courage to hit publish. Um, but honestly, I have been overwhelmed mm-hmm. by the responses, the encouragement, the messages of me too, of this has helped me or just thank you for, for sharing because I needed to hear it. And, mm-hmm. and it has just reminded me again of the huge power and potential we have as people mm-hmm. to reach out to one another and um, to encourage one another. And actually that you're not alone. There mm-hmm. are so many other people at very different ages and stages yeah. of life who struggle, yeah. but we're all on this together. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm actually really glad that I did. And I'm hoping to continue just over these next few months to share um, how I'm getting back on my feet. Um, and again, I've met so many new people and more people through this new stage yes. of, of sharing, yeah. um, which has really encouraged me. Good, good. That is fantastic to hear. Um, and, and I really appreciate you you being so open and honest about it in this podcast um looking at the um the policy side mm. of things and what government can do i mean what have you been involved with and and also what can be done mm. what more can be done so part of the work of have you seen that girl has been campaigning for better services right across the uk but obviously very much here in northern ireland um, So we know that 80% of mums and families do not have access to specialist services Mm -hmm. and we don't have a mother and baby unit here in Northern Ireland or on the whole island of Ireland. So that means if a mum needs to be an inpatient, she has to be separated from her baby and often ends up on an adult psychiatric ward, which is just not suitable at all. It's not suitable for mum. It's not suitable for the new little baby to be separated or to come and visit. And it's not suitable for any other siblings or children that mum might have who obviously want to come and and visit Mm -hmm. Um, and so we have been campaigning for the last number of years um, to see that change and to see specialist services right across our five health trusts and a mother and baby unit implemented here in Northern Ireland and so part of my role last year was um, canvassing all of our political parties (laughs) and asking them to pledge their support to immediate investment and funding for these specialist services Um, and I'm delighted that last year all of the parties who are now in the executive have signed up to that and have said they have pledged their support and so in the coming weeks myself and a team are meeting with our now health minister um, who was one of our signatories Mm -hmm. (laughs) on our statement um, to ask about how this happens and when this will happen and just to remind of the immediate need mm-hmm. um, for these specialist services. These services save lives. Yeah. Um, and the fact that we still don't have them in Northern Ireland, in fact, the fact that 80% of families have no access to them is mm-hmm. absolutely shocking. Um, yeah. And it's something that needs to change and needs to change very soon. And are you concerned? Because obviously we've heard a lot um, from the new executive mm. about funding issues and there's a huge uh, wish list. Absolutely. Um, are you hopeful that something will be done? Well, I always try and remain hopeful. <laughs> um, and so, yes, we are. I mean, we did a lot of work last year and a significant amount of meetings um, with each of the parties and all seemed to genuinely understand the need and the importance of this and how it's often not just, obviously it is about the mum in that situation, but it has wider implications for baby and family as well. So early intervention and services really do matter Mm -hmm. and do make a difference for the whole of society. Um, So 
we are hopeful. Um, as I say, we, we do have that pledge and that promise from all of the parties in the executive. And that's something that I personally and I know we as a team will not be letting go of anytime mm-hmm. soon. And so we do continue to lobby and mm-hmm. we do continue to hope that we will see change very soon. <laughs> I mean, th- that would be fantastic would if, be. if you could get, you know, the pledge to become a reality. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, can I ask you, what advice would you give to, you know, fathers or partners mm. um, so that they could also recognise the symptoms of mm. uh, maternal mental health, um, especially the early symptoms? and yeah. and. What should they do about it? You know, we've we've talked about what moms can do mm. with it, uh, about it. So, what about um, dads? Um, I think one of the most important things is to be educated yourself about um, maternal mental health and well-being, or yeah. parental mental health and well-being. Mm-hmm. And certainly, there has been much more of a drive for that in the antenatal period, with there being much more education around classes and all parents being educated about what it looks like mm-hmm. um, to have good mental health yeah. um, and so that's really important to know some of those signs and symptoms that we've talked about um, here this morning um, I think it's just for dad or partner to be just having a wee watch out for anything that they might know is particularly out of character mm-hmm. um, things that mum might say or do that they think oh Oh, okay, yeah. that's not that's not quite right, or that's not quite normal. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, yeah. um, and I suppose if they if they do notice something, to ask the question. You yeah. know, how are you? Or I noticed. Or are you feeling okay? Um, and when you do ask, I think it's really important to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems probably a very silly thing to say, but often. Um, mum needs the opportunity to talk yeah. and so what we really do need is somebody to sit back and to listen to, to where where she is or what she might have to mm-hmm. say or what she might be worried about or fearful of um, and to do that with no judgment and sometimes that can be really hard actually because yeah. um, I know particularly when I was struggling some of the things I might have shared could have been a bit even shocking or goodness yeah. you know but it's 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 how you react I suppose um, in, a, in a positive and an affirming mm-hmm. and a supportive way and um, when something is shared that you maybe weren't quite expecting, expecting yeah. um, and then I would say don't do it alone you know so if you are worried or you are concerned um, speak to somebody so that as we said could be midwife health mm-hmm. visitor GP a support group um, and encourage encourage the mum to get the right treatment and support for her and mm-hmm. and sometimes that's practical support yeah so mm-hmm. sometimes that might be saying do you know what I'll take the baby out for a walk or I'll do bath time, go you and sit down and get a cup of tea. Or on the other hand, it might be actually, I'll put the washing in, I'll make the dinner, go you and sit down and enjoy baby mm-hmm. for a while without all the other expectations. Or it might be none of those things. Yeah. But it is looking at, at just to see how can you even practically as well as emotionally be there yeah. to support mum. Because often just everything that needs done is overwhelming in itself. I know. And I sometimes know. having a few of those off your plate can just give that little bit of break to get some headspace to even think Mm-hmm. about how you're feeling or what you might need to help you feel better. Um, so, yeah, and I just would say for dads as well, <clears throat> or partners, um, if mum isn't very well and if she is struggling, remember to look after yourself too. Mm-hmm. Because um, often dads um, then pick up a lot of the extra strain, particularly mm-hmm. if mum is very unwell, and then forget to look after themselves. Yeah. And then yeah. it's nearly a vicious cycle because both mm-hmm. are struggling. So ask for support for yourself as well. Um, mm-hmm. If you're finding it hard yeah. going, um, you're not expected to do it all alone yeah. either. Yeah, that's very good advice. Um, Lindsay, if there was a mum mm-hmm. listening or, or watching 
um, today and they were, they're finding it a real challenge mm-hmm. and a real struggle. Obviously, they can phone Parent Line yes, of course. and there, there's a support there. But what would you say to them? Um, I think the first thing I would say is you're not alone. And I know that probably sounds very cliche and we say that, quite, you know, hashtag you're not alone. Mm-hmm. But actually, you are not alone. Um, when I was struggling, I used to imagine that I was the only one who felt this way and that it was somehow my fault and I was to blame and that nobody else would understand and I was such an awful person for, for how I was feeling or reacting. And actually, the reality is that many other mums like me struggle. Mm-hmm. So if you are struggling, you're not the only one who's struggling. You're not alone and it's not your fault and you're not to blame. But also that there is help and support. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to do it alone. Um, that might be a family member or a friend in the first instance you get help and support from. It might be from a healthcare professional. It could be from a charity. It could be from a group. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could be medication. But just that reassurance that actually you're not alone and you don't have to go it alone. Mm-hmm. There are people and things there that can help you. Um, but also, really importantly, there is hope. Mm-hmm. This is a season yeah. and you can recover. Mm-hmm. Life can be good again. I know particularly for me, I used to just imagine this is how life was always going to be. And yeah. I just had to suck it up and get on with it. And literally life was to be endured every day. It was just about survival. I didn't think I would ever get to the point where life could be good mm-hmm. and life could be enjoyed, where I could thrive doing things and thrive as a family. Um, but there is hope. And I and I have recovered from that really desperately mm-hmm. awful season. And yes, I'm looking after my mental health and well-being mm-hmm. now. Um, but actually for any mum who's sitting there thinking this is never going to go away or it's never going to get better, I want to encourage you that it can and it will. There is hope. This is a season and you can get help. That That is some fantastic advice. Thank you so much. Mm. And I really appreciate you coming in to, to discuss this issue, but also for sharing your own journey as well. Oh, no. Thank, Thank you for you. having me. <laughs>